Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of the Shock Factor Podcast, where I, Stephen Shock, will be taking you behind the scenes of college baseball, getting you in-depth interviews with all the people throughout the world of college baseball that I know. And this one is a very exciting one. This is probably the nicest person I've ever met in my life. Um, and I don't say that lightly. I've met a ton of very nice people. But this week, I am speaking to the University of Iowa's Brody Brecht. He also happens to throw harder than most of the people I've spoken to in life. But Brody is one of the more impressive athletes you're going to come across in college baseball. He recently announced, well, last season he announced about halfway through that he was dropping the whole being a wide receiver on the Iowa football team to focus solely on baseball. So I was able to ask him a lot of questions about that process and what that is like. But just really getting it in-depth look at what it takes to be a dual sport college athlete especially at the power five level it cannot be easily done and to do it at such a high level for him is so interesting i think my favorite thing i learned is which sports brody likes the most because the answers will surprise you um but just the way he carries himself as a baseball player is something that is very very cool he is one of the most talented people in any on any field he steps in, whether it be football or baseball for that matter. And he carries, like, you wouldn't know that if you just ran into Brody Brecht on the street. I mean, you would see that he's six foot four, 225 pounds, just an absolute mammoth of a human being. And you would assume he plays sports, but it, there's just no ego. It's all aside. He's just a dude who loves to go out and compete. And I think that's something that has brought him a ton of success. I mean, you go through his bio. He's a Baseball America preseason third team All-American. He's first team All-Big Ten, ABCA first team All-Midwest. It goes on and on. He is selected for just about everything. Most importantly, the D1 Baseball Pitcher of the Week on February 20th of last year. We can't forget that. But he is just an impressive athlete and as impressive as it gets as a human being. He's someone who, he has the limelight on him, but it's not because he's boisterous and just trying to get it. He just happens to be that impressive. So without further ado, let's get into it and let's speak to the hardest thrower in Iowa. All right. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Shock Factor podcast where we got... I guess that I, I don't know how I pulled it off, but Brody Brecht has joined us. Brody, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So we're recording during the World Series, but you mentioned that's no problem because you're actually watching something else. What are you into right now? Yeah, so I'm, I was watching uh, the Central Michigan game. My my best friend, he's the he's the quarterback for him, so I was watching him. He's doing, doing pretty good right now. They're up 24-3 at half, so, so it's been good. Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of the things people probably don't factor in about being a two-sport athlete is you're essentially just making it so you have more friends than everybody else at the time. And 
you you put the time in you're like okay I'm going to be on the football team. We got like a hundred guys on the roster. That's a hundred <laughs> followers right there. And, <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a great plan. Everybody knows you now. And um, I, I think that played a part of it. Um, throwing a hundred miles an hour. That'll also do it. Um, so let's, let's get to the start of it. Where did, where did you grow up? Where are you from originally? Yeah. So I'm from Ankeny, Iowa. Um, it's about, it's like, I mean, pretty much like right north of Des Moines, uh, the capital. So, I mean, I've been in Iowa my whole life. It was always my dream to come to come play for the Hawkeyes and, you know, wear that black and gold. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I've been a Hawkeye fan my whole life. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't even realize you were a Hawkeye fan to begin with. And, I mean, you're contributing to – you were contributing to two sports there. That's not easily done. So, what what sport did you start playing first? Was it baseball or football? I mean, I think – I think baseball was the first. I mean, I think like you know, I think t-ball started before flag football. Started. But I mean, I've been I've played both since you know forever. You know, since I could you know walk really. But yeah, I mean, I played played them both my whole life. Um, you know, I think you know football has got my heart though. That was always, that was always my first love, and you know probably always will be. But um, you know, I like I like baseball too. So <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's kind of like your hand was forced. It's like, okay, well, you throw 104 miles an hour. It's like, okay, I guess I'll do that one. I'll stick with it. So did you play any other sports growing up or was it just the two? Um, no, so it was those two. And then I did basketball and I ran track too whenever that came about. But um, in high school, I only did uh, baseball, football, and track. I didn't do basketball. I, I didn't. I couldn't shoot that ball well very, very well. <laughs> it was no, more it, of a more of a post player, you know, get the ball, play good defense, dish the rock. But um, actually, I really did love basketball, though. You know, we was we still hoop, you know, every once in a while now. But that was always those three growing up. But yeah, I feel like being taller guys, we kind of fall into this trap where you have to play basketball. Everyone's like, okay, yeah. just see if you're good, and then. <laughs> Like me, I'm super uncoordinated. I was horrible at basketball. I played until eighth grade. And everybody, every time anyone ever saw me play basketball, the only question they have was, why aren't you good at this? And it's like, <laughs> look, it just doesn't click, you know? I know. I, know. I, was, I mean, I was, at, I was athletic. I could run the floor, but it just, I mean, I couldn't. I can't shoot, man. It's Once it gets I, past the mid, I jump out of there. <laughs> no, I have no doubt you are a way better basketball player than I'd ever be. Just athleticism alone will take care of you there. So what what was it about, you know, baseball and football that you like so much that you kind of were just like, I'm going to keep doing these two? Yeah, I mean, football, I mean, that was just, just the competitiveness and, you know, just the brotherhood and the adrenaline you get out of playing, you know, football. There's really, really nothing like it, you know, and then especially when you get to – when you get to college, you know, when you're, you know, running out and playing in front of 70,000, um, there's really nothing like it. Um, so, I mean, it's just like, just like the competitiveness, like I said, and like just the rush you get from playing that, you know, I just, you know, there's nothing like it in sports. So, I mean, that's kind of why, I, you know, fell in love with it and why I still love it. Um, but then baseball, I mean, really, I mean, I remember just growing up, you know, going to all these U-trip tournaments with, you know, I was, we were on the same team since we were five, you know, up until, you know, high school ball started. So, you know, I just got really close with those guys. And I just love, you know, we'd always, you know, go to, you know, these travel ball tournaments and, you know, play hotel tag and all this stuff. <laughs> I just, I just love the, you know, the camaraderie, you know, you know, getting with the guys and stuff. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of kept playing it and, you know, kind of my, you know, freshman year, 
you know, I was, you know, I threw hard for freshmen and then, you know, I was playing varsity. So I kind of realized, you know, Hey, maybe this is, you know, something we should stick with. And then, you know, I kind of, you know, took off, you know, sophomore, junior year from there. So, yeah. Yeah, sure. So what, what sport did you get recruited for first? So, um, I think, so Iowa offered me for baseball, my, I think my sophomore year. Um, and, but then like, then Iowa state offered me for football, like the week after that. So it was kind of <laughs> like kind of right away, but I never really, I didn't really try to get recruited for baseball. I, I, I had my mind dead set on playing football. So that was kind of <laughs> a kind of funny story, but I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was just, I pretty much primarily got recruited for football. And then, you know, if they had a baseball program, um, you know, then, you know, they were Iowa, you know, and then some of these other schools, you know, give me opportunity to play both as well. But, you know, it came down to Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State doesn't got a baseball program, so <laughs> kind of a deal breaker right there. But yeah, well, as a college baseball fan and someone who spends a lot of time in college baseball, very glad you didn't go to Iowa <laughs> State. Nothing against them. Again, it's just they don't have the the baseball team. I feel like, you know, with playing both sports I feel like the baseball coach anywhere would have eventually found you like a guy who's super athletic starting on the football team goes hey by the way I throw really hard too you guys want to see that <laughs> I feel like I feel like it would have ended up working for you wherever you went but it kind of sounds like Iowa was just like as soon as like that was the school were, were you considering anywhere else or was it pretty much once they were like hey you can do this here yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was Iowa, it was really Iowa and Iowa State, um, you know, the biggest for me, I was really, you know, I had a couple, you know, other offers, you know, from other schools, but, you know, I really kind of wanted to stay in state, you know, I've, that was always like a dream of mine, you know, you know, just play for, you know, one of the teams and I mean, I guess Iowa, but, you know, just play for, play for in-state team, you know, and, you know, I was, it was actually really tough, you know, because I was trying to, you know, figure out where I wanted to play football. Um, you know, that was number one. And so I really did like Iowa State, you know, I love their coaches, you know, me and Coach Shieldhouse, you know, we were really close and Coach Campbell as well. So, um, you know, I really love them. Um, but then at the end of the day, when I really started thinking about my future, it was just like, you can't give it up, man. Like you gotta, you gotta give it a shot. And, you know, thank God I did. So, <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely a good thing you liked baseball already. Cause I mean, imagine someone in your situation who's like, no, nah, I actually hate baseball. I'm just really good at it, you know? So we kind of talked about it before I started the whole recording, but now you have a lot more free time after announcing, you know, just focusing on baseball here. What was a day in the life of a two-sport athlete like? Yeah, so honestly, the fall wasn't that bad. Just, I mean, not just like I was just strictly focused on football during the fall. I mean, they, they really wanted my whole like attention time. Cause sure. you know, we were kind of, you know, we were banged up at the receiver position and, you know, we just, and my freshman year, I got hurt for, I was out eight weeks to start the year. So I was kind of just, just football, you know, just getting rehab, trying to get healthy. Um, so the fall honestly wasn't that bad. You know, I wouldn't start throwing until, you know, kind of bowl prep, you know, when we had a lot more time, you know, school's out and you got, you got nothing else to do besides practice. So I'd start throwing then, but um the spring the spring like my freshman year was brutal because I was still kind of like making a name for myself on football like so like you know I you know I can do it here and so I would be going to football workouts you know in the morning I think I was in like I think I was in the 6 a.m group so I was up up early in the morning uh, you know workouts spring ball you know when that happened but it was you know workouts conditioning and then it was 
you know, baseball, go to go to one class, baseball practice in the afternoon for three hours, whatever, whatever it was, come back for meetings. I mean, it was it was brutal. It was a lot. You know, there were times, you know, we got back at, you know, midnight, one o'clock and oh, we're, we're up at, you know, five getting treatment and going to lifting. So it was it was definitely a grind. Um, and then more so once like baseball season actually started, you know, we were better about, you know, like kind of every other day football and stuff. But um, I mean, yeah, it was it was tough <laughs> for sure. But <laughs> I mean, when I, I I was going to say, when I played, I essentially just let my coaches schedule everything for me. Like, I mean, you know how it is. They, they make your baseball schedule. They'll help you out with the class schedule and be like, Hey, dodge these times. I cannot imagine having two coaches trying to balance out like, okay, I'm going to lift it this time. And then I'm going to go play one sport at this time. I, I tip my cap to you because I couldn't have even done it for a week, I don't think, without missing like 14 things <laughs> and the running punishments come in. So yeah. I, no, I was, really commend you for that. I appreciate it. No, it was, it was tough for sure. But, you know, I was, I'm blessed that, you know, Coach Ferris and Coach Heller were both, you know, super open about it and all for me, you know, playing, playing both. So they were, you know, good. You know, once we kind of realized, you know, uh, you know, I may be doing too much, you know, my body, like, you know, because if I'm hurt, I'm not doing any good to anybody. So um, once we kind of realized, you know, I was, you know, feeling it a little bit, you know, we kind of sat down and, you know, put a put a plan together, you know, kind of just make sure I'm staying healthy and stuff. So um, but they're both super good about it. You know, communication, you know, is the biggest thing. And, you know, I'm just super thankful that I had, you know, b both of them, you know, through it. So, yeah, I mean, when you're hurt, all you can focus on really is school, which I mean, no one really wants to do. <laughs> Nobody that <laughs> So when did you know to just kind of focus on just baseball? Like what was the decision leading up to that? Like, yeah. So honestly, I mean, I had, you know, I, you know, I start, started and played, you know, my whole, you know, this past year of football. And so I was, you know, loving it. And I was loved being out there and, you know, kind of towards the end of the year, you know, I had kind of a nagging injury that, you know, never went away. And, you know, I kind of re-aggravated at the last game and, um, you know, then I missed the bowl game, you know, which, you know, really sucked, but, so that's when I just kind of started thinking about, you know, just all these like kind of little nagging injuries that keep coming up, you know, so then I started really thinking about just like my health and everything. Um, and then we got back second semester and, you know, I, you know, th you know, thought I was going to have, you know, you know, more increased role this year um, in baseball, you know, I, you know, had the potential to start. So um, I was really kind of, you know, enjoying that process and, you know, really, you know, cause kind of getting back to what I was used to, cause my freshman year I came out the pen, which is, you know, I, I never did that in my life. So it's kind of something I had to get used to and then <laughs> have the opportunity to, you know, get back, you know, in the starting role. That was something I was really, you know, trying to, you know, you know, take advantage of. And so, you know, I was, you know, kind of turned back to football. You know, I talked to them, you know, turned back to football a little bit, trying to turn up baseball, you know, trying to get, you know, you know, trying to fight for that starting role. And um, then as it kind of went on, you know, started having, you know, a couple good, you know, started the year pretty good. And so I tried to, I just started really thinking about, you know, just, you know, what's really my future, what's the best thing, you know, for me. And, you know, I mean, as much as I love football, I know, you know, that probably was not going to be, you know, my future. Um, and, you know, then I realized, you know, baseball, you know, could, you know, could be, you know, what I do for, for a while, Lord willing. And so, I mean, it was, that was just kind of it, you know, what, what, where it was going to get me to where I wanted to go and put me in the best position to succeed. And, you know, you know, after, you know, many prayers and talks, you know, it was just like, you know, I, I got to have a healthy fall. I got to get my arm built up. You know, I got to do all these, you know, just have work on all this stuff, little things, you know, I, I can tweak and, you know, fix in the fall. And then, you know, hopefully I have a really good year this year. And, you know, that was kind of, kind of the thoughts behind that, but.
Yeah, I mean, all of that makes a lot of sense to me. And of course, this was your first full baseball fall. What what has been your favorite element of fall baseball? Uh, I mean, for me personally, I get to sleep in a little bit more than I <laughs> normally would. Uh, That's a good but, answer, though. <laughs> but honestly, for me, it's just I I just love being around, you know, year round with the guys. You know, I'm usually not seeing a lot of them until, you know, January starts. So I'm kind of behind in that aspect. But now, you know, knowing all the guys, getting to know all the freshmen, you know, trying to be, you know, step more into that leadership role is something I was really looking forward to and something I'm really enjoying right now. So. Uh, for me, that was what I was really excited about. And then just, you know, cleaning up some of the little things like all the indie work, but, you know, really just being with the guys, you know, you know, year round and stuff. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so another part of that, you mentioned getting to sleep in a little bit, which kind of leads perfectly into this question. You're clearly in shape. You're probably one of the most athletic people I've talked to in a long <laughs> time. I'm, I'm sure you lift a lot. You eat healthy. <laughs> Do you ever just have a day where you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a garbage can today. I'm just going to watch TV, enjoy the day, eat whatever. Do you ever like have a cheat meal or anything like that? Um, I mean, every once in a while, like I'll go get like Buffalo Wild Wings or something, but I mean, I'm usually, I mean, if you watch me go to the store, get my groceries, I'm eating steak Monday, you know, tacos or enchiladas Tuesday, Wednesday's pasta, Thursday's, you know, chicken. Like, I mean, I, I do have a pretty strict like routine and I try to eat as, is try to eat as good as I can. Um, and then, then, you know, if I have, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, if I get, you know, something else, you know, I'll make sure I, you know, hit some abs at night, you know, try to try to counteract it a little bit, <laughs> but, but I mean, I try, I do try to stay, you know, in shape, try to stay on top of things. And, you know, I mean, I just think it's good all around for my body, you know, just, you know, health wise, you know, just trying to be in the best shape I can be and stuff. So I'm kind yeah. of, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a health freak, but I tr I try to try to be good about it. Yeah, I mean, you prioritize it. You obviously do better than me. As someone who's now washed up, highly recommend taking better care of your body in college. <laughs> Definitely do it. My knees hurt all the time now. I I didn't do much with them, but <laughs> it seems like that's not going to be something that bugs you. And I feel like when you get washed up, it's going to be a little bit later in life than when it hit me. So. <laughs> yeah, you, you should be good there. So what was your favorite outing last year? Um, favorite outing. Um, I mean, I think Indiana State was honestly a lot of fun, you know, just being in that environment, you know, I mean, it was, you know, I mean, there, there wasn't like a total a bunch of people. I mean, we're, you know, we're in it regional where there's I mean it's we're not in like a SEC regional or whatever so you know I mean there was there wasn't like a crazy amount of people there but like for like the stadium and the setup they had you know that everybody's right on top of you it's loud and like you know just kind of that environment you know really you know it kind of put me back in like a football mindset you know pack stands and all that stuff so I had a lot of fun that outing um you know just kind of you know their fans are chirping my what we yeah, won't get into it but my, my mom and sister got into it fans it was so I mean, it was just, I just had that was a lot of fun, you know, and just like you know being in that postseason mode, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I think that was probably my favorite outing for sure. Yeah, I feel like it's probably horrible, a horrible move for an opposing team to put you in that football mindset when you're towing the rubber because I feel like that brings out a whole nother animal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was yeah, I was in that one, and then Northwestern, the it was the week before uh, Big Tens uh for dude, i don't know why but i mean I'm, a, I'm like a big ufc fan or whatever so that's when like the conor mcgregor documentary dropped on netflix <laughs> i 
like so I watched it like the whole way there, like going to Northwestern, and I was like watching it before the game. And for some, I was in a different mindset, and like I was, I was just ready to go, and I was like staring every batter down as they were like I was just I had that just like mentality going. It was it was fun, but yeah. No, I I truly do miss getting in that headspace where it's just like, look, anyone who try, I didn't even throw hard, and I could get into it. Where it's like, <laughs> you know, anyone who tries me, I, I dare them. I couldn't hurt anyone. I couldn't do anything, but <laughs> it's still fun, you know. I personally, I loved your outing against Maryland, the thirteen strikeouts, oh, yeah. hitting no, one hundred and four. That that's got to be pretty cool to throw that hard. Is that yeah. something you realized during the, like during your outing or is it something someone brought up or have you never realized you throw 104 and you just found out now? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, well, that game was, that game was interesting because the week before that against Texas tech, I threw like, I think I threw a hundred pitches and I threw 71 sliders. So, <laughs> so I knew that I knew they were going to be like sitting sliders and then we ripped like, 65 fat like we ripped like that fastballs and um I mean I was pumped up you know I knew it was a big game you know us in Maryland you know we ended up being in the Big Ten championship but I knew it was going to be a big game and um you know so I was I was really amped up for it um and so I mean I knew I was feeling good um you know I've you know I, I tried my best not to look at the screen you know because you know for me I want to be in the zone more. I don't really care about the velocity as much but I mean I knew I had some juice behind it and then um, after the game, whatever, I check my phone and I see like the 104 and I was like, no way I hit 104. And, you know, this is going to let some people down. It wasn't 104 on track, man. It was 104 on a gun. But I mean, it was, I think it was like, I mean, that game, I think it was, I still hit like 102 or 1017, whatever. So it was still a pump of gas, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it was still, I mean, it was still cool, cool to kind of see, uh, but yeah. I mean, I, I personally, track man, no track man, radar gun, Ford Taurus driving next to me, never got a 104, <laughs> never got it. So even a misread, I don't even consider that a misread. I always go higher number was the right one. So whichever one's lower was off, <laughs> just so you know, that's the go. way it should be. <laughs> hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break from our discussion to hear a couple ads from our sponsors. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So what's your favorite pitch to throw then? Because, I mean, you mentioned throwing a ton of sliders, tons of fastballs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, lo I mean, I love, like, just hitting, like, you know, just seeing, like, the slider just kind of drop off and people just swinging, you know, right over it. That's a good feeling. But then, I mean, I mean, just blowing up with a fastball, you know. I mean, that's I, – I mean, I think that's, like, my favorite, like, specific pitch is just, like, you know, a whiff on a fastball up, you know. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I do like my slider. Uh, so I don't blame you. I like your slider too. I don't have to try to hit it. So I just observe and it's beautiful. So, oh, I forgot to ask you one question about throwing 104. Do you have the video saved to your phone? No, <laughs> I got All right. I could go to Twitter and find it, but I don't No, I'd actually, 
though i don't have like it i really don't have a lot of videos or pictures on my phone i try to i just try to keep you know moving a day at a time and you know i mean every once in a while, I, I will every once in a while i kind of i'll go watch it on like the big 10 or whatever um, <laughs> yeah I mean, when i uh <laughs> when the old playing days were done for me the first thing i did was i went on espn plus found an old outing against florida state where i had not a misread, but a misread where it said I threw 93. Save that sucker right away. So, <laughs> so if you ever need that, the, <laughs> if you ever need the video, you throw a 104. I got you. I have it. I <laughs> so I now in the fall, obviously college baseball, you're playing a lot of inner squads. You're doing a lot of things, mainly working on your own craft. What would you say is one thing you've really focused in on this fall? Yeah. So honestly, for me, it was kind of like a weird start to the fall. When I got back from summer ball, you know, I, I took some time off, you know, try to let my arm, you know, rest up. And then for some reason, like every time I stopped playing catch, something like different happens with, so I kind of got to get back into that throwing mindset. So I had to like, you know, redo, get my arm path back, feeling how it was getting my back leg left side again. But uh, so that was kind of like what we, you know, we're working on the first, you know, two and a half weeks back, but then, um, you know, just trying to like, honestly, just like go out there and throw, like for me, like, you know, sometimes like, you know, and then especially this past, like the first four weeks of the fall or whatever, like I was kind of getting my head, you know, about like, you know, cause you know, my first like bullpen back, you know, I'm like 93. I'm like, Oh gee, like, where did it go? Like I was, I was just like kind of getting in my head. And um, so just like going out there and throw, like just going out there and throw and like not trying to think about like a million different things, like, you know, arm path, back leg, like front side, like, Cause like I talked, I talked to our pitching coach. I was just like, dude, I feel like I got a million things going on in my mind right now. Like I just need to go out there and throw. And he's like, all right. He's like, just, I don't want you to worry about anything. He's like, I want high school Brody to go hit, you know, hundred right here. And then, you know, I did it, you know, 98, whatever. So just, just working on going out there and just like throwing and kind of letting all these like, you know, outside noise and expectations, just like kind of, you know, not listening to, you know, all that, you know, just taking it a day at a time and doing what I can do and, you know, I just think that was kind of the biggest thing for me right now. Um, but now, like, we're kind of transitioning into, like, a, you know, pitch design and, you know, velo command phase. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And so, yeah. Yeah. So if I had one recommendation, it's that velo in the fall does not. Like, don't even worry about it because the <laughs> adrenaline aspect, if it's not there. I, I had one where I topped out at 78. It was a... It was a dark day for me, um, but you, what you got to realize, this is your first fall, so I got to give you this advice. The adrenaline isn't there. Just tell yourself that. Acknowledge it. Anytime you perform less than you want to, say, well, the adrenaline's not there yet. You know, come springtime, big lights come on. It's going to be different. Exactly. I know. And that's, I mean, that's something I've had, like, like you said, like, this is my first fall. Like, I'm used to, like, you know, running around the field with a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of testosterone on the field when I'm, you know, <laughs> on a football field. So I'm like, I'm just so used to like, you know, going like, it's just like, this is like kind of a development phase. Like, you know, it's not going to be like this, you know, I'm not, you know, getting on a bump in December, you know, I'm like, I'm you know, just kind of slow and steady right now. So just kind of learning, you know, like you said, like, just kind of relax, you know, it's the fall. Like, you know, we just want to be, you know, in the zone right now. And then, you know, when the adrenaline takes over in the spring, like you said, but. Yeah, you just got to let the body, like this is, you learn the muscle memory of throwing in the fall and then come spring, throw it all out and just go, all right, my heart's beating fast. I'm going to throw fast. Exactly. <laughs> 
So I appreciate the advice, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm happy to help. I want college baseball to be the best it can be. So if I can impart some of my six years of wisdom on anyone, I'm more than happy to do it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so do you have any advice for kids who are kind of in that high school realm where they're trying to play two sports in college? Yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, do it like chase your dreams. If that's what you want to do, do it. Like I have no like I have no regrets. Like I, you know, met some amazing people, you know, played, you know, in front of 70,000. Like, I mean, I, like, I loved it. Like there's nothing I would change about, you know, my journey so far. Like I, I was, I'd made my mind up, you know, I want to play two sports at, at a power five level at a big time university. You know, I want to, you know, do this. And, you know, so I, I, I would encourage them, you know, do it. If that's, if they want to play two sports, if they want to play three, if three sports once, whatever, do it. I mean, <laughs> I was always like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I always had, you know, had the dream of, you know, you know, playing in, you know, the NFL, playing in the MLB, whatever. Um, and like, I remember growing up, like it's, everybody's like, you know, preaching on like education and all this stuff, like, like, Oh, only a certain amount of people, you know, go pro, like only a certain amount of people go D1, only a certain amount of people, you know, get a scholarship or whatever. And, you know, for me, that just like, kind of like always like, I just always had that chip on my shoulder, like, you know, kind of like lit a fire, like, you know, so whenever I like tell, you know, kids or whatever. I'm just like, you know, never let anybody tell you your dreams are too big. Like, you know, I just think that was, you know, the biggest thing for me is just like, you know, I didn't let those numbers like, you know, scare me or turn me away. You know, I, I use it as motivation to, you know, get to where I want to go. You know, I want to be that 1% or whatever. So, um, I mean, yeah, just do what you want to chase your dreams, man. You know, there's going to be a point in day, you know, when you realize you may not get those dreams and then maybe it'd be time to, you know, shift gears, but, um, you know, as, for as long as you can play, play whatever you want to play, you know, do as many things as you want to do. It keeps you busy, keeps you out of trouble, keeps you, you know, the skills, you know, kind of correlate, you know, catching a football, you know, going to, you know, catch it. I played center field in high school. So going to, you know, catch a fly ball is like, a, you know, I mean, it's, they all kind of correlate, you know, when you're just staying on the field and competing, which is what I love about sports is just going out there and competing and getting after it. So. Absolutely. So who would you say is your favorite new guy on the team? Favorite new guy on the team? Um, I think two. So I think Sam Hart, um, he's a transfer from Indian Hills. Uh, he'll probably be our closer this year. Um, but I mean, we share, you know, a lot of similar interests. Um, you know, we, you know, go to, go to church together, you know, go by, you know, do Bible study together and stuff. But, um, you know, he's a really good guy. Um, you know, we kind of, you know, our interests, you know, align with each other. And then, uh, Reese Buter, um, he's a transfer from DBU. Um, I think he's going to be really good for us. He's got some gross stuff. Um, but you know, he's kind of like, you know, meathead like me in the weight room, you know, trying to get as big as possible. Um, so, um, we kind of, you know, push each other in there and always giving each other crap, you know, about how small we look. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, those two guys, I mean, I love all of them, but you know, I, I talk with a lot of those two guys. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I always like to get insight on who I should look out for because the players I'm, I'm interested in are also yeah. interested in them, you yeah. know, so it gets yeah. you a different perspective. Oh yeah. Now, my last question, I don't intend to be a creep with this, but I do my research before I have podcast guests. And I saw over the summer you got engaged. Congrats I on did. that, first of all. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank um, you. Very cool stuff. Have you started planning the wedding yet? Yeah, uh, we do got a date. It'll be uh, in Jan. I'm not going to say a specific date in case yeah. people. No, no, no problem. But it'll be January 2025. Um, so kind of, you know, get through this year and you know, Lord willing, you know, get through some pro ball and then, 
um, you know, kind of right there, you know, in the off season, I guess that's kind of what I was told is it's that November to January range is kind of the, the window. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good time frame to get, get it done. I personally, all my friends are from baseball. I got weddings coming up from it. I got married. I got married last December. So I wanted to offer, do you, do you need any advice? Um, any, any questions you may have about, um the getting married process or anything like that um i mean so how involved were you in like all like the like Ah. color all that stuff because like she sends me a bunch of stuff and i'm like i mean for me like she's like i just want to like get like married like i don't really care about like all like the little (laughs) stuff i just kind of like i'll like give my two cents whatever i'll say you know do whatever you want to do i don't know like what what would you do so this is a perfect question because I before I do my podcast, I run through them, run through some of the questions with my wife of what I'm going to ask. And this one came up and she was like, <laughs> what advice would you give? Because one thing you were not good at is when we were planning the wedding, I would give you a recommendation of a color or, hey, do you like this idea? And apparently I was just like, yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I. <laughs> I relied heavily on the answer of the, I picked out the girl I'm marrying. I am proud of that. If you're there, I'm happy, which (laughs) apparently not enough. So when when the planning's going on, try to feel out what she's leaning towards. And then instead of saying, oh no, that works for me. Just say like, oh no, I really like this one because it's this color or whatever. Because then even if you don't know, she's probably showing you it because she likes it. And you can go, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I look like I know what I'm doing. So that would be my one secret to really, to really hammer it home. That was a great, great piece of questioning from you. That's some good advice right there. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to read them. You know, I'm not very good at it, but that's what I'm told I need to do. Happy wife, happy life, man. (laughs) Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, Brody, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate you coming on. Let me ask you a bunch of random questions. It's been a blast. You're a fun dude to know. Um, If there's anything you ever need or you have any further marriage or wedding advice that you need questions on, just reach out. I'm more than happy to help. No, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. It's a, you know, honors all mine. So I appreciate, appreciate you having me and thanks for making it, you know, fun and, and, you know, different, like you said at the beginning. So I, I really had a lot of fun and I appreciate it. Well, there you have it folks. I mean, a kid who's going to say he loves people who recruited him, even though he didn't commit to their schools. That's a nice person. I don't care who you are, but he's just got such an incredible head on his shoulders and you wouldn't know it by just looking at him or talking to him. He is one of the best pitchers in college baseball right now. And I think we as a college baseball community should all take a second, a moment of silence to reflect and just be thankful that he chose Iowa over Iowa State. Because then I don't know if we get to meet Brody Breck, the college baseball player who throws 104 miles an hour. I don't care if he said it was gun reading. I still trust it. 104 is 104, but he's just such a great dude. And I really can't tell you how much I appreciated talking with him and getting to pick his brain a little bit, just because he has such a unique college experience that not many other people have where they're playing two sports at a very high level. And they're in a position where they have to choose one or the other 
it's not necessarily that he had to choose one or the other, but he saw a better future with baseball. So he was like, okay, let's stick to that. Let's focus on that. I think Brody is one of those people that's very rare in college sports that shows a lot of maturity in his decision-making where he's not just focused on, okay, what's going to be fun in the moment? What's going to be cool to do in college that I can tell my kids about, which he has a lot of cool things about his college experience to tell his kids about already. But he he made the decision that was best for what's going to be good for him years in the future and years from now. And I just think that's really unique and really insightful of him to be making such a decision at such a time in his life. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Big thank you to Brody Brecht for coming on and talking with us and letting me pick his brain because I'm certain that can be an intimidating request from me because my brain goes in weird ways and sometimes players don't necessarily know where I'm going to go and a lot of the times I don't know where I'm going to go and I think that's the fun part of it. Thank you all very much for tuning in. I really appreciate it and I appreciate you listening to me this whole time. Um, it's been a lot of fun. If you liked the episode, please make sure to reach out and let me know what you liked about it. And if you didn't like it, also reach out and let me know because, again, I need feedback. I, I need to know how to improve. So if you could do that, if there's like, hey, Steve, you're terrible at this, just let me know why. That way I can be unterrible at it. That would be fun. But thank you very much again for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, Soldier Sports, for making this all possible. And thank you for tuning in to The Shock Factor on the D1 Baseball Network. The Shock Factor podcast is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.